Well, good morning and welcome to our continuing Bible study in the book of Luke. And we're in chapter 19. And as we've been going through this, remember that he come from Jericho 800 feet below sea level and up to the Mount of Olives, which was a couple thousand feet above sea level. So quite a distance in, in elevation change. And... and uh, in one of our lessons, we passed around a picture, a graphic that looking down on Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives and across the Kidron Valley, and and it, you were looking at uh, Jerusalem from the east uh, toward the east gate there, and so in uh, Luke chapter nineteen and. Uh, Verse 41 is where we're at today. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the day shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round and keep thee in on every side and shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation you know he 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 speaks of Jerusalem as more than a city there it's a it's a city that's comprised of people and uh, it's comprised of it should have been mostly comprised of people that believed it, <laughs> but it really it wasn't. And um, so he, as he came near, he he beheld the city and wept over it. And that's a. So I wanted to spend some time today talking about Jerusalem and and uh, in Matthew, uh, in Matthew's record, of this he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that thou that stonest the prophets and kills them that. Got sent to you, how oft I would have gathered you together as a hen gathereth her chicks, but you would not. You would not. And that's just the kind of the sum of the story there. That without divine grace, without revelation, without <clears throat> divine intervention in salvation, that's just where we'd all be, and uh, we would not. And in our last lesson, the, Thy King cometh in Luke uh, nineteen thirty-eight. So blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, glory in the highest. And that come to us from uh, Zechariah chapter nine, verse nine. That 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 quotation from the Old Testament there. And so we begin from there with a reading from Psalm number two, kind of as an introduction verse for today's lesson on Jerusalem. In Psalm chapter 2, verse 1, it's written, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. <clears throat> Boy, it, it would be a pretty grim scripture if it wasn't for the next verse. Yet, 
have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. <clears throat> Hallelujah for that. You know, when uh, he was come near the city, he just looked at it and just wept. Uh, <clears throat> and and we re, we mentioned uh, Matthew here in tw- chapter twenty three thirty seven where <clears throat> uh, you would not, and that that's also recorded in Luke chapter thirteen thirty four. <clears throat> uh, you would not, and uh, so as we look at this, we kind of look at symbolical Jerusalem and national Jerusalem. And Jerusalem was kind of a symbol of national Israel ruined by the fall. Just and that's where they were. Uh, <clears throat> the heathen are raging. the The people are imagining a vain thing. They said, he, "He's going to come to Jerusalem, and it'll be our capital city of Israel, and he'll be the king, and he'll throw off the Romans." All those things that they imagined in a physical way. <clears throat> that he said, that's not why I'm here. That's not what I came for. I came to seek and to save that which was lost. And so they're imagining of any things. And as we read this at that time, the, the rulers are taking counsel together against the Lord. And we read that last week in our scripture that, that they were, they they took counsel together to take him and kill him but they were afraid to do it because of the multitude and then we read where Judas came to them and 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 talked with them and said well we need to do this in a time when the multitudes are not around so they came by night they came after everybody had supper and gone to bed and they came up to the Mount of Olives and and we'll get to that later on in chapter or in Luke uh, as we get there but So that's just where national Israel is. Those same people that were shouting hosannas, many of them are going to be shouting crucify him, crucify him uh, there at the trial. And and it's also symbolical of spiritual Israel redeemed from the fall and in the midst of all the evil which resulted from the fall, yet God has set his king upon Mount Zion. And even now is... The scripture says in the Old Testament, he says, I'm doing a marvelous work among these people. In Isaiah 29 14, we'll read a little bit more of that later and in, in also in uh, Psalm 2, 6 there. <clears throat> in Hebrews 12, 22 says, You're come to Mount Sion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. And and then John, there's three references to Jerusalem in uh, New Jerusalem in Revelation, and uh, we'll just read uh, one there from Revelation 21 to John. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Why? What a glorious picture of of. And when the Lord looked down and saw what it had become, he just wept. He said, "This is what it should be." but is not. And so much of what we read here in Luke 9, 41 through 44 deals with Jerusalem of national Israel, as did Luke uh, chapter 13, where he says, how oft would I have gathered you? And you just, we wouldn't, you killed everybody that I sent to you with the gospel. 
And for a city whose name declares peace, few other places in history have been the site of so much conflict. <laughs> and so it, we just have to draw the line there between spiritual peace with God and, and what the world conceives of peace on earth, not a state of no conflict among ourselves, the people of the world. <clears throat> and yet the peace that the Lord always speaks of is peace with God through the reconciliation that uh, Lauren talked about last week is that that's the only way that we have peace with God is when we're reconciled when our views come into line with his views and whenever we speak about reconciliation I always think of Yvonne every month she gets her statement from the bank and then she gets the checkbook thing out that I have messed up and says this does not equal that one of these is right and one of them is wrong so she goes through it line by line by line and finds all my mistakes and changes them till they line up with the one that's over here and when she gets all done she says oh congratulations your checkbook has been reconciled it's been made together it's been made the same and that's what happens through the blood of Christ we're we're reconciled to God uh, and our view of him is uh, very much changed and so this Jerusalem that's been the site of so much conflict it's been built up and destroyed time after time because of iniquity conquered time after time by Assyrians Egyptians, the king of Israel and those are all recorded for us in 2 Kings and Chronicles uh, if you have the time to read that sometime uh, Nebuchadnezzar destroyed it and burnt it to the ground because they did evil in the sight of the Lord, tells us in Second Kings chapter 24 and 25. is pretty graphic about they came and laid siege to it and took everyone captive and some fled down to Egypt, but most of them were taken captive and hauled off to Babylon and made slaves of it, the ones that weren't killed. Uh, pretty graphic description of what happened there in Second uh, Kings 24 and 25. And then the walls of Jerusalem were rebuilt in troublous times, we find, as it was predicted in, uh, prophesied of in Daniel chapter 9, verse 16. And then we have the record of that that Norm brought us in Nehemiah and Ezra, where they actually came uh, because of the decree of God. They were sent back. Uh, the, the Lord spoke to Cyrus, king of Persia, and said, go and rebuild your city. Go and rebuild your walls. And and what fifty thousand of them went and and uh, partook of that, that endeavor. The Romans uh, would destroy Jerusalem three different times because of rebellion. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> the destruction that Jesus referenced in this text was really accomplished by Vespasian, who became the emperor in sixty nine A.D., and his son Titus and. They engaged in the systematic subjugation of Palestine because of, there was just rebellion all over the place. The, the Jews took up arms and said, "We will not have them reign over us," and 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 they just got squashed. And and in 70 A.D., <coughs> uh, the Jewish historian Josephus, in Volume One of Wars of the Jews, records that. They came to Jerusalem, the Romans came to Jerusalem at the time of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Passover, and besieged it. And they camped in completely around the walls and cut them off. 
And during this time, uh, a few people were able to escape, but mostly not. And the ones that, that escaped, they caught him and they crucified him right in front of the walls so that the people could... He said, Vespasian said, well, you know, if we make an example out of these escapees, then the rest of the people will just give up. And... Uh, they won't keep fighting us, and the arrows are shooting down over the walls at the Romans, and the Romans are shooting arrows and launching rocks back at the city with their machines, and this constant fighting's going on, and it's besieged all the way around, and seven months, and there's all kind of political things going on at the same time. There was a faction of the Jews said, well... As long as we're fat and sassy here inside the walls, nobody's going to do anything. So they destroyed the, all the food supplies. They burnt them. And they said, okay, we're forcing the people's hand. They're going to have to fight to survive now because we haven't been able to talk them into taking up arms and fighting the Romans. But now it's either fight or starve. And so they, they really weren't in a position to fight and and they were starving. And after seven months, oh, horrible things happened. There were bands. It's just kind of like Chicago and Seattle. There were bands of people roaming around the streets, just burning and looting and breaking into people's homes and searching to see if they had any food. Sometimes they would snatch it right out. People would say, oh, they're coming through the door. i got to eat this quick. Before they And they would come in and grab it right out of their mouth and take it and torture them and beat them up and try to sometimes they would kill them and trying to get them to say where they had their secret stash of groceries at and uh, and <clears throat> sometimes if they were really starving to death they'd say well we're not even going to kill you because you're going to die soon enough anyway so we'll just let you suffer and uh, it was just horrible horrible uh, <clears throat> after a while the the lanes of the city were just clogged with dead people. And people were too weak to bury them. They tried burying them at first, but they couldn't keep up. People were dying faster than they could take care of it. <clears throat> and so eventually they just started pitching them over the wall, just in a, down into the valley uh, below the walls there. <clears throat> uh, as Jerusalem was built on two hills, we'll, we'll look at that here in a minute, but... <clears throat> They just threw them over the wall because they, and the stench was just awful. And Titus, the, he was the general under Vespasian at the time, I believe, his, it was his uh, Vespasian son. He was making a tour around the city, <clears throat> checking on his troops and looking at uh, the situation. And he just groaned. And he, he even cried, Josephus said he cried out to God, you know. How awful. I wish they would give up, you know. But 500 a day were trying to escape, and they were crucifying 500 a day as an example to the people in the city. And it got to the point where the Romans were running out of room to put sticks up to crucify people on. That's how bad it got. And uh, Josephus recorded that... <clears throat> As many as a million people were killed. Um, a million, one hundred thousand were killed. Jews were killed. And remember at the time of the Passover, you had Jews coming to the city from all over the 
world and for the Passover. And so uh, there could have been a couple, two or three million people in there easy. And a million, 100,000 of them are, were recorded as dead from this conflict. And 97,000 were captured and reduced to, to slavery. And 70,000 of those were taken to Rome for to build the Colosseum. And, uh, so at the same time, Josephus in his in his uh, journal recorded the richness of the temple and, and the various kings that had been there and in, in that had been placed in charge of the Jews. They they wanted it richly adorned and they had their 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 kind of their royal residence there nearby and and <clears throat> the Jews wanted it richly adorned and and a lot of it was plated with gold the 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 gates and the door frames and and a lot of it was uh, uh had gold and silver cladding of the surfaces and when the Romans finally gained entrance to the city they built a big ramp up to to it and and got their siege machines right close and b- finally broke their way in when they finally came in they just rampaged through the city and s- burned the temple and they burned the the chief residences of the people and and <clears throat> all that gold kind of melted and ran in the cracks of the stones and the Roman soldiers took their s- swords and pried those rocks, those big stones apart to get at the gold and the silver that had melted and run down in them. <clears throat> there will not be one stone left upon another. <laughs> That's what Jesus said. Uh, so that's kind of the second half of this block of scripture that we looked at. Here's what really happened and here's how many uh, Jews were killed and taken into slavery and the, the results of the siege. And and he just Jesus looked down knowing what was going to happen because he it was foreordained. It was determined in the council of eternity that that would happen and because they knew not the time of their visitation you know Jerusalem was built on two mountains or they're called mountains in the bible but they're they're also kind of referred to as hills and they're kind of more what we would refer to hill like things and you know, a lot of that area, surrounding area, looks kind of like what you see across the river there in the Klickitats and those mountains where they're just kind of deserty looking, nothing growing there. Uh, I, sometimes I look at those pictures and I thought, where's the milk and honey part? <laughs> where's all the grapes? And of course, down in the valley where the river was, there was quite a uh, good agriculture and everything, but a lot of that land was uh, pretty desolate looking. and. But it was built on two two mountains, uh, Mount Zion and Mount Moriah, and up and and they called it kind of Upper and Lower Jerusalem. One mountain was a little higher than the other, and they had the one well, <clears throat> the one part was called Upper Jerusalem, and the other was Lower Jerusalem, and <clears throat> and Mount Zion uh, is called the City of David. <clears throat> Zion, we have that hymn that we like to sing: Zion, City of Our God. That's just another name for Jerusalem. David bought a threshing floor 
and built an altar there and sacrificed to God for sparing the people because of he he numbered the people when he wasn't supposed to and God kind of took issue with it and and so he prayed to God and and w- repented and and he so he bought this threshing floor in First Chronicles twenty one twenty five David gave to Ornan for the place six hundred shekels of gold by weight. And David built there an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called upon the Lord. And he answered him from heaven by fire upon the altar of the burnt offering. And David also brought the ark to the city of David in Second Samuel 6.16. And so the ark of the Lord came into the city of David as it came in uh, Saul's daughter Michael uh, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. Not peace as we know it, but peace uh, peace through the blood of Christ. And he was acquainted with that. And and then in chapter 3 of Second Chronicles, Solomon, you know, remember that David wasn't allowed to build a tabernacle because he was a man of war, and and he said, your son can build it. So Solomon began to build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem in Mount Moriah, where the Lord appeared unto David his father in the place that David had prepared in the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. And Jebus was another name of Jerusalem back in the the Old Testament days, Jebus, therefore Jebusites. And, uh, <clears throat> in Psalm 76, uh, verse 1 and 2, the chief musician on Neganoth, a psalm or a song of Asaph, it says, In Judah is God known, his name is great in Israel, in Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. So Salem, an early Old Testament name for for uh, uh, Jerusalem as well as Zion. Mount Moriah, <clears throat> you might recall Mount Moriah is the place where God told Abraham to take his son up and sacrifice him. And you're, you're all aware of that uh, passage of Scripture. And... And then we saw that uh, Solomon built his temple on Mount Mount Moriah. In uh, Genesis 22, uh, verse 1 and 2, we have that uh, text that says, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and sent un- said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, <clears throat> and get thee to the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And so Mount Moriah, the land of Moriah, uh, and Jerusalem, the the capital of of that land. Uh, it's also uh, mentioned in uh, as Shalem in uh, Genesis fourteen eighteen. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High God. And uh, we, we went through that here in our Wednesday night study some, somewhat. And <clears throat> so 
that uh, is referenced in Hebrews chapter 7 for this Melchizedek, Hebrews 7, 1, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom Abraham also gave the tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. So we have the interpretation of of that that name of Melchizedek and the name of Salem as peace. Uh, in the etymology of that, that early name of Jerusalem, uh, it's uh, shalom, peaceful. It means complete, to be safe in body, mind, and spirit, and to causatively make completed. And Melchizedek was king of righteousness and king of Salem, the, the sovereign of peace. <clears throat> and another name that we find for Jerusalem is Ariel, as recorded by Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 29. We referenced that a few minutes ago earlier in the lesson there. But uh, Ariel means lion of the mighty God. Ariel. And uh, he talks about the siege of Jerusalem in Isaiah chapter 29. Woe to Ariel, to Ariel, the city where David dwelt. Add you year to year. Let them kill sacrifices. They just kept building it up and building it up, and they just kept killing more sacrifices with no idea why, what they were doing, no idea of the gospel. So I will camp against thee round about, and I will lay siege against thee with a mount, and I will raise forts against thee, for the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep. Isn't that what Jesus just got through saying in Luke chapter 19? If you'd known... But now those things are hid from your eyes. He's poured upon you the spirit of deep sleep and hath closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers, the seers, hath he covered. Wherefore the Lord saith, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men, therefore... Behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder, for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Boy, how prophetic that was of just what we're, where we're at in Luke 19 as Jesus stands on the Mount of Olives and looks down on the holy city, the holy city of God, the Zion city of our God, and just wept because of the impact of the fall was just so much greater than anybody could anticipate except for him. He knew full well what the impact was and he knew full well what the only remedy was. His, the, his sacrifice on the Christ blood had to be shed to cover the sins of those people whom God gave him from before the foundation of the world. <clears throat> Jerusalem below and Jerusalem which is above uh, Norm mentioned this in uh, 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 one of his messages from <clears throat> Galatians chapter 4 verse 25 and 26 for this 
Agar, remember the, the bond woman and the free woman and the two children? Agar was the bond woman that Abraham had a child by. And uh, Sarah had the true heir. For Agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, which answereth to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with her children. That's where that whole program takes you. That whole program of legalism, that whole program of works, that whole program of the law, trying to get salvation through that. It's just bondage. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free. The spiritual Jerusalem. which is the mother of us all, Galatians 4.26. And in view of this, what should have been but was not because of sin in the fall, Jesus looks down on that holy city, the city which should have told of his sacrifice, which would be the peace between man and God. Shalom, peace. The very gospel message, he looked down upon it and wept because they... They couldn't see the kingdom of God. Unless a man be born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. The effects of sin, the consequences were and are greater than can be imagined. So when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou had known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace... But now they're hid from thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round and keep thee in on every side and shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon the other because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. You know, all the things, it it just struck me that when I was reading Josephus about all the cladding and the gold cladding and the ornamentation and all of the fine thing. And even a little bit later in Luke, one of the disciples says, man, that is some spiffy temple. It is good looking, don't you think? (laughs) And he just said, it's just not that outward thing that counts, you know. And... Uh, all the gold and all the cladding doesn't cover up all the iniquity that's going on inside. It just doesn't. And so they knew not the time of the visitation. So that's the end of our message for today, and we'll take it on next time when he chases all them money guys out of the temple and all all those things. So till next time. As always, be free.